I can't help but recognize uh, Tammy gave a word during worship. And would it be so rude if I read a text? I got a text this morning. I want to show you how God works. Does everybody remember what Tammy, what Miss Tammy said? She said, it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. It's his good pleasure. And this is the, this is the word that I, that I had this morning. I'm not going to read it all to you. But this is the Lord speaking. It's my good pleasure to reveal it to you. I called you. I supply your needs. I equip you to accomplish all my desires and purpose. It's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The Lord is speaking. Tammy, the word you gave is a word that someone texted me this morning, the same word, that it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Now, let that sink in. That's a word to you. It's not just a word to me. It's a word to you. He wrote that to you. Do you know that? It's a word to all of us. When we line up with him, we become co-heirs with Christ, co-heirs to the kingdom of God. That was a great word for me. I'm thankful that the Lord is speaking. And I'm thankful that we're hearing and that we're responding. And that last song that we sing is such a powerful song. There's no one like you, no one above you, no one beside you. It is, it is an alignment. It, it is a kingdom alignment. When we come in and we start proclaiming that God is God and we're not, and we come under your authority and we love you and we will serve you. And even as Tammy said, we are to be kingdom-minded. Kingdom-minded. It's, it's blowing my socks off. I don't know about you, but that's how the presence of God works. All right, Romans 8. It's going to be good this morning. going to be good this morning. When we feel like your world is falling apart, you feel like your life is falling apart, we can live a life of expectancy. Again, this is the time of expectancy. Are, are any of your presents getting underneath the tree yet? My kids go up to our stockings. I, I noticed them yesterday and felt the stocking. There was nothing in it. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and Elizabeth's is full. It's like, what are you doing? Elizabeth's is full. Ours is empty. You know, they are expecting. There is a sense of expectation. When you come to church, are you coming with a sense of expectation? Your life may be falling apart, but when you're coming to church, are you coming expecting? You know, God wants you to expect him. God wants you to know his word and expect him to fulfill his word. I believe that's what faith is. We don't see it yet, but we believe it and we walk it as though he's going to do it. I believe faith is expectancy in God's going to do what he says he's going to do. Amen? Come on, church. Come on now. I haven't, I haven't stepped on your toes yet. Faith is good. God responds to faith. He is pleased by faith. We've been looking at three things as we live this life of expectancy from Romans chapter 8. When we have problems, I'm going to quickly review. I can handle my problems when I know that I'm actually suffering, that I'm sharing in the sufferings of Christ. That as I suffer, that Christ is with me. As I suffer, he is walking along with me. He is with me. He will never forsake me. But also I realize that the things that I'm going through, my present sufferings are not worth comparing to our future glory. 
And that is here on earth. That is not for all eternity, even though we look forward to eternity. We can look forward to God's future glory in us now. God desires to reveal his glory in us. Do you remember how he said that? He said in, in us or into us. Does he want to reveal his glory? Does he want to pour out his blessing into us? And you know what? That comes through our struggles. That comes through our sufferings that the Lord is trying to work through us. We don't want to compare our problems to someone else's problems. That doesn't fix our problems. We need to compare our problems to God's future glory to be done in us. How many of you need motivation to make it through what you're going through? Knowing God is at work in your life is a great motivation, but do you know it? Finally, number three, I can handle my problems when I remember that in all things, God works for our good. In all things, God works for our good. And you know, there's a past and a future and a present aspect to this. I look at the past and I see the sufferings of Jesus and I recognize that I share in those. That's what we've just been going over. And then I look to the future and I see the glory of God and I realize that I'm looking forward to that. But what about right now? What do we do right now? What about the present? I look around and I realize, I look at the present and I realize that God is using every problem in my life to work for his good. Romans 8, 28, we're going to look at a few different translations this morning. If you don't know this scripture, man, this one ought to be posted everywhere in your life. What a motivation to serve God. We know that in everything, God works for the good for those who love him. That is the New Century Version. The Phillips translation says this, We know that those who love God, who are called according to his plan, everything that happens fits into a pattern for good. The message translation says this, We can be sure that every detail of our lives of love for God work into something good. You read this about your problems and you say, what's good about my problems? What do you mean? What's good about my problems? Nothing. That's not what I'm saying. Nothing's good about my problems. Absolutely nothing. Problems aren't good. Problems are terrible. How many here is going through something this week? Me and you, John. That's it. I think it was your hand that went up. And me. Yeah, and me. We're going through stuff, aren't we? Sometimes I have a hard time finding any good in some of the things I'm walking through. But that's not what this scripture is saying. You know, our problems are evidence that there is evil in this world. If you want, you can drive yourself into a bitterness thinking about what an evil place this is. And you know what? If you completely focus in on your problem and let it get you, it will take you into a hole that you can't get out of. That's the wrong question. That's the wrong angle. Nothing's good about my problems. The question is, what's good through my problems? How does God work through even what, what evil Satan is trying to do in your life? Do you know Satan's trying to do evil in your life? Even Christians, he's trying to do evil in your life. God works miracles every day. How can God take the worst and turn it into something good? 
when he takes the worst that life throws at us, the evil, the problems, the suffering, and he miraculously transforms them into something good, into character, into my character that lasts for eternity. Well, let's look a little bit longer at this passage. Let's break it down just a little bit. The first part, in all things. Everybody say, in all things. When I think about the fact that God is at work in my life, not in some of my problems, not in a portion of my problems, not in just the big ones, not in just the little ones, not in these areas, but in all things. God is at work in all things. You may feel like he's not at work. You may feel like he is nowhere to be found. I want you to know he is at work in all things. It's what his word says. In all things, what? God works. Here comes a big encouragement. This morning's all about encouragement. It's not your work. It's God's work. In your problems, God is at work. Sometimes I get tired of seeing my work. Sometimes my work does not reach the point that I wished it would reach. I want you to know God's work does. God's work never fails. God's work never comes up short. God's work does not ruin relationship. God's work does not ruin marriages. God's work can take two people that cannot get along and melt their hearts and form them together. God's work can. Man's work can't. In all things, God works. It's not luck or good fortune that does this work. It's God who's at work creating something new and different and significant in the midst of my problems. What else? For the good. Not always for our desire. Not always for our most immediate gain. Not always for the thing that would not hurt us. Now catch me now. But always for the good. Many times the good may, may only be seen in eternity. You can't always see it in this life. But in eternity, you'll see the, God, the good that God has worked. Why? Because he's a gracious God. But I want you to know God works good to those here on this earth also. On earth as it is in heaven. God is at work for good in all things. Because he's a gracious God. And don't get me wrong, I do not believe God's up there treating us like puppets and somehow throwing problems at us. There is an evil influence in this world, Satan, that God has allowed to work for a time. Can I tell you, God is in control. But Satan has been given a time. We do not need to live in, a world, in this world with blinders on thinking that Satan is not at work. We also don't need to live in a world where we think that God doesn't know what's going on. Isn't it funny when you're five years old or ten years old how somehow your mom and dad know everything? You think they don't? You think you're getting away with it? But you're not. I can remember my dad once asking me a question. What was I doing? And you know, an alarm started going off in my in my what do I want to call it? My conscience. Warning. It's like God when he asked Adam, 
Where have you been? Come on. Adam, are you that dumb? God knows where you've been. Where have you been? And Dad asked me a question. You don't even remember this. It was in front of our stove that we used to have to fill full of fire. And I lied to you. And you already knew it. I can't stand it when someone asks me a question they already know the answer to it. Just go ahead and get me in trouble and let's deal with it. Just don't set me up to get me in more trouble. Because I'm going to do it. I'm going to stumble off that block and hit that one too. You already knew it. Why in the world did you ask me? Well, I wanted to see where your heart was. You know what? That was for my good. That hurt at that time, but that was for my good. It's so hard to see that as God works in our lives that he's working for good. Sometimes it may not look like good on our part, but it's for good. I can tell you in my life, I can completely trust God to correct me correctly. I learned that through my parents. And you know, my parents did not correct me correctly every single time. But somehow the grace of God is over them and anointed them and were my authority in my life. And as long as I came under that, I remained a blessed child. And when I come under the authority of God and allow Him to correct me, and I can trust that He will correct me correctly, God works all things for good. Amen. This evil influence has impact on our lives. You know, God could just kind of wash the evil over us and try to insulate us from us, but God has a different plan in mind. He's chosen the way of the cross. He's chosen to allow the evil to impact our lives in a way that changes our lives and builds our lives and benefits eternity. For the good. Of those who love him. Of those who love him. This isn't a promise for everyone. This isn't a promise for the entire world. It's a promise for those who know Christ. You see, problems continue to work in our lives as they make two vital choices. As we recognize that we love the Lord and we seek God's purpose. For those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. It's a promise that will happen no matter what. As long as I love him and I stay focused on what he, his desire is. Can I encourage you as I'm talking in the first person. Is that right? As I'm talking from my own personal experience. You are to apply it to your life. This isn't a distant thing that only the pastors get. No. This is, what, this is what Jesus Christ offered to the world. This is a promise that if I remain in Christ, it doesn't say if you remain in Christ and you never sin again. We're going to fall down. But if we remain in Christ, you know what happens when we sin? We repent. We come clean. We forgive. And if I live that life, that even in me hurting my brother, well, I'm sorry, I'm pointing at you, David. You're one of my deacons. I haven't hurt you. But even in hurting my brother, if I repent right, you know what happens? Our relationship strengthens. And we grow. And we get a little tougher. And we realize we can get through something. Even though I hurt him, if he'll walk in forgiveness, if I walk in repentance, 
we will grow tighter together. Or we cannot work that way. We can get offended with each other. We can cuss each other out and go walk opposite directions. And who gets hurt? We do. We do. And then we get to our next place and we expect that person to do it to us too so we won't have a relationship at all. And what do we do? We shut down God's process trying to improve us because what have we done? We've allowed bitterness and unforgiveness to rule our life. And you know what happens when bitterness and forgiveness gets you? You start to be tortured in your mind. I've completely gotten off track, but I believe this is right on track. I believe that so many of us at the Christmas time, we're so fed up with our families, we're so fed up with church, we're so fed up with life, we're so fed up with our boss, that we are being tortured in our mind. And I want to encourage you. This is not going to feel encouragement, but I want to encourage you. Forgive. Repent. Freedom waits at your door. You know how you knock on the door of the Lord? Forgive. Repent. Seek Him. What's He going to say to you if you seek the Lord? He's going to say, forgive. Repent. Here I sit. I'm ready to answer your prayers. I'm ready to make everything work for good. Even all this stuff you've been doing that's been wrong, I can somehow sort it out and work it out in your life. But the promise is for those that love me. For those that love him and are called to his purpose. What does that mean, called to your purpose? That seek out the will of God and desire to walk out the will of God in your life. You all have a calling. You all have a calling. But I've left out the most important part. In all things, God works for the good to those who love him. This was the beginning. We know. We know that God causes all things to work together for good. The truth is, whether you know it or not, whether I know it or not, God is using, causing bad things to work for good in our life. Even if you're fighting against it. If you're a believer in Christ, he loves you as his child and he is working even the, the, the bad things for good in your life. But if you're not cooperating, it makes it a little bit more difficult. I can love my parents, I can love, I can love the Lord, and I can resist sometimes the correction of the Lord. Even though my heart's still trying after him. How many of you have fought, fought with God? You haven't gotten off board, you haven't completely gotten off track, but you've just had struggle. You know, Jacob wrestled, I believe it was Jacob wrestled with the Lord. Jacob, aren't you smart enough to realize you're going to lose that fight? But he needed that struggle. Sometimes it's part of our working out our own salvation. We've got to understand, we've got to grab hold so that I can say, I know. So that I can stand in this pulpit and say, I know. I know that what you're walking through is hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. I know that what you're walking through is making you want to give up and throw in the towel. I know how you feel. Don't quit. You've got to get in the Word and get to the point that you can say, you know what, this hurts, but I know God's working for my good. I can't see it. Faith. Faith's about to come out of you. You know, the, the bitter pool's about to be healed. The waters are about to part. The, 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 the goat, the ram, is about to show up as your provision why? Because you're releasing faith. 
I know God is working for good. I can't see it. Elizabeth and I here at the church, we're walking through some, some struggles. I want you to know, I know God works good for those that love him. And you know how I can make it to tomorrow? Because of who God is. Not because of my problem. Because of who God is. And you know what? It's going to be great. What you're walking through, if you will allow the Lord to work in your life, God is going to do a miracle in your life. You've got so much family coming in. You've got so much stuff about to happen. You've got opportunities sitting right in front of you. Forgive. Pastor, my family will never forgive me. That's not your calling. Don't worry about them. You worry about you. Walk in forgiveness. Make sure that you fulfill. The Lord knows I love him. The Lord knows I'm trying to walk in his, with the purposes of God in my life. Now, God, I expect what I'm walking through to work out good for my life. Is that being selfish? Is that pulling the, the slot machine? Absolutely not. That is standing on God's word and believing he's going to do it. And let me tell you something. God responds to that. Romans 8, 28 and 29 says that God causes all things to work for the good of those who love him and who have been called to his purpose. For those whom God foreknew that he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. What good can my problems work? You know what they do? They make you like Jesus. They begin to change your character. And do you know what character change is a long-term change? It's not a quick fix. It is an eternity change. As you continue to read Romans 8 and 9, chapters 9 and 10, you see the words like this, foreknew and predestined and called. These words in these verses add up to a couple things. They add up to the fact that this working of good in my life is not my plan. It's God's plan. It's up to me. It's up to God. We, we see this word foreknew and predestined. God's plan has been in place long before you ever showed up here on this earth. God has a plan. He is at work. He is at work. Sometimes it's kind of hard to not, to not want to fight it, to be able to see how God can be working in your life and how, uh, how we talked last week about the ejector seat button. You know, you're just trying to push that button. You just want to get out. And so many times that if I will just slow down and get in his word and begin to pray and say, Lord, what are you doing? Do you know what God will say sometimes? Sometimes God will just say, Paul, I'm trying to build something in you. I'm trying to get you through something. I'm trying to teach you something. I know it hurts. I know it hurts, but let me do my work in you. You remember how we started this, I'm never going to change? God's trying to change you. God's trying to improve you. God's trying to make you more like his son, Jesus. We will never be perfect. But Jesus is our example. His example of just being completely ridiculed, being completely hurt, by people, by relationship, and Jesus forgave. I 
I know it's easy to say, you know, in all honesty, I don't believe it. I don't believe that God could use something as terrible as suffering for such glory. How could that be a part of God's plan? You know, every time you take communion, you confess it and you believe it. So many times it's hard to know that when we're taking communion that we're literally saying, God, I believe that you're in control. I believe that God can use suffering to produce glory. I believe that God can use the cross to produce forgiveness. I believe that the holes in Jesus' hands can produce relationship within me. I believe that God can take the greatest physical, emotional, spiritual suffering that's ever been seen on this earth that happened on the cross and produce the greatest glory that has ever been seen in all eternity. Can you see that God used suffering of his son Jesus to bring freedom to your life? That God used something so bad in the sacrifice of his own son for your good. Can you see that in the picture of Jesus that suffering was necessary for good? Can you see that some of the things that you've walked through when you've allowed the Lord to work, how it's brought you to a greater point? God is trying so hard to work in your life. Let him work. I want to encourage you right where you sit right now. Let's just bow our heads and let's just pray together. Father, right now, the problems that we're having, let us stop for just a second and stop thinking of the problem and think of you. What are you trying to do in my life? What are you trying to do in my life? Father, I can't control someone else. But as Elizabeth spoke Wednesday night, Lord, you tell us to take every thought captive and bring it into the submission of you. What are you trying to do in my life? Lord, I don't see any good that could come out of it. But Lord, I speak now in faith that your word says that you will work good for all that love you and are called to your purpose. Right where you sit, church, I just encourage you, get right with God right now just want to lead you in a prayer of repentance and forgiveness, if you're willing. Just pray this with me, just in your mind, maybe under your own breath or out loud. You know, whatever you feel led to do. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of the things that I've been doing. I just plead the blood of Jesus right now over my life. And Lord, I just ask you to forgive me of my sin. Lord Jesus, I ask you to help me to forgive my brother, my sister, my co-worker, my friend. Right now, Lord Jesus, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. Now, Lord Jesus, as I turn my heart back to you this morning, I stand on your word. And, Lord, 
right now out of my own mouth, I say, I know that you are working all things for good for me because I love you and I am, I am going to walk according to your will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you know Jesus? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I want to ask you this morning, if you haven't, to step up and step out here in just a moment. We're going to stand up and we're going to sing. And if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to get up and come down here and let us pray with you. What are you battling in your life? Do you need prayer? Do you need someone to stand with you, to help stand in that gap and pray with you for breakthrough? We want to pray with you this morning. Just want to encourage you, get up out of your seat and make a move to God this morning. We all stand up. Those that are ministering, come on down. I'm going to take just a moment to pray with you. Just step on out as we sing.